On this week's episode of Life and Lessons, I talk about the mini content-related identity crisis I've been having for the last few weeks, about doubting myself, and I explain the new direction for this podcast. Hey, what is going on? Welcome to this episode number 132 of Life and Lessons. I'm Sean Spooner, and if you're new here, here's what you need to know. This podcast is the place where I tell the story of growing a business, of growing as a person, and of taking on some fairly unusual challenges, sometimes on my own and sometimes joined by the most interesting people I know. The only thing that's guaranteed with this podcast is that every time you press play, you're going to learn something new. Now, I hope you've been well in the last couple of weeks since we sat down to do an episode like this. I don't need to tell you this because I'm sure you're completely aware of it, but it is very hot this week. It is very, very warm in this office right now. Uh, I record this in the meeting room, as you probably know, where fortunately we do have some aircon out in the main office. We do not have aircon. I've been struggling out there all day, but the meeting room has been keeping, sorry, the aircon has been keeping the meeting room cold all day since about 7.45 a.m. this morning. Um, and yet, in the 10 minutes or so since I turned off to begin recording this podcast, it's already getting hot in here. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see that the backdrop is purple. There's a light over there. There's a light down here. There's a laptop. There's a big window here. There's a big window here. I just have heat and light coming at me from all angles right now. So it's getting hot, but that's okay. If, I, um, if I'm looking a bit sweaty by the end of the podcast, it's all good. Um, I think today is going to be a bit of a weird one podcast wise, because I mean, when I say I want to talk about this content, that's not particularly unusual, right? Because I do typically speak about the podcast on the podcast, but I've had a few conversations recently and they've led me down a certain path. And I kind of want to think out loud on that right now. I was speaking to David, who has the development by David podcast the other day. And I was telling him that I'm I'm wrestling with these challenges in my mind when it comes to kind of content output and the identity of this podcast and the content I produce more generally. And I was telling him that I couldn't wait until Thursday came around, until today came around, where I would get to sit and just think out loud on this for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever it ends up being. Because this kind of episode here, where I sit and do this, is literally like therapy, right? It is a a journal of me thinking out loud for half an hour about whatever is going on in life. And this is something which I haven't had a huge amount of time to think about recently, but that has been bothering me. And it's in a way recently, I've been doubting the direction of this podcast, not these episodes here, this kind of episode right here, it's fine, right? I've said all along from the first episode right the way through until almost three years later today, from this style of episode, from the kind of speaking to camera, speaking directly into a microphone style of episode, I get more from this than I ever put into it. These are, for me, massively valuable. And I know that lots of you who listen along, who have been here since the beginning, also get a lot of value from this style of episode. I think where I'm doubting the direction is kind of in some of the guest episodes, kind of in where this podcast leads me longer term. And kind of just because I've had some time to to pause, and I don't mean pause in the literal sense, right? Because the last few weeks have been incredibly busy. I mean that I haven't for the last 
two weeks, I think now, I haven't had to sit down and record a guest episode. And so the kind of constant conveyor belt of having to uh, plan, record, pump out episodes has paused slightly. And it's allowed me to step back as we're now, you know, halfway towards the end of the year, more than halfway towards the end of the year, and ask where is this really going, compare it against where I want to go, and just kind of see what lines up, right? I'm taking my own advice here. I speak about this all the time, looking at your current trajectory, looking at your actions, and seeing if they line up. Now, I think a few things played into my self-doubt when it comes to how I'm feeling about certain pieces of content I produce right now. The first is that if I'm honest, right, the the YouTube, for example, was on an incredible high for a few months. So too were the Spotify numbers, the Apple podcast numbers, because there were a few videos and a few episodes that were getting recommended by algorithms, which means that the numbers were going up and up and up, right? And when things are going up and up and up, you just, you don't touch anything. Like in a very literal sense, I didn't touch anything on the YouTube channel that may have removed those videos from being recommended by YouTube, because to do that prematurely, at such a time when they were still being recommended would just break things and potentially lead to fewer views, lead to fewer subscribers and all of these things. But there were three videos in particular, all of which seem to have kind of fallen out of favor with YouTube. Now it's, it's recommended those videos to everybody it wants to recommend them to. And those numbers are dwindling. And then also there have been some potential big guests who I've been speaking to the management or publicists off for a few months who look like they're not going to come through. Uh, and then there is just the pause, right? Like I say, the, the, the moment that I've had over the last few weeks to kind of look at where this podcast has gone so far this year, because, you know, it was literally this year, the, the first week of January that I sat down and did that first episode with Rick Pastor. And I know that's not the first guest episode, but that was the first, that was the first real leap into trying to do this thing more properly, right? That was almost the first step in turning pro and becoming a podcaster and all this stuff I've spoken about before. Um, and then on top of all of that, life right now, and I was having this conversation with Kevin a few weeks ago, is just incredibly busy. And it's going to be incredibly busy until the end of the year. By the way, this isn't me saying I'm going to stop the podcast. This, uh, this sounds like I'm leading it down a path where I'm like, oh, I'm too busy for it. The podcast will continue exactly as it is from a release schedule point of view, from a having guest point of view. Um, but what I mean by the fact that I'm really busy is there are so many spinning plates that I have going on in life right now. Like things are phenomenally busy, right? With the business, with new work that's coming in for Christmas, with pitching, with sales outreach, with all of the stuff that is required to run a business whose job it is to grow businesses in an economy where businesses are going to struggle to grow, right? The R word was finally used by the media this week, right? The word recession, which means that our job has just got a lot harder because consumer sentiment, which was already on the floor, is going to be even lower. Consumer spending, which was already at record lows, is going to be lower and all of these things. So from a business point of view, patter has been very intensive. And then there are just a few other things kind of dotted around in life, which are things that I need to take care of. And as such, they're things which are taking my attention. And so short of being a hobby, right, this podcast is slowly becoming a business. That's what I want it to be, right? There are things in the pipeline, steps that I'm taking to make sure that in the next 12 to 18 months, this project, both directly, but also indirectly, i.e. through things like speaking engagements, will more than fund itself. I will at least get back the money that I put into this project. I will at least compensate myself somewhat for the time. And so all of that together means I need to be really intentional with what I'm doing. 
And so on the one hand, I have this, this urge to be really intentional and to make sure I know what I'm doing. And on the other hand, I've just felt a bit lost with it. And this goes back to the conversation I was having with David, right? Because I sent David these five minutes worth of voice notes on Instagram. David, of course, fellow podcaster, kind of knows the game inside out. So he knows some of the struggles that I would be going through and vice versa. And I was trying to explain to him what I meant when I said that I don't want this, this, this podcast here. I don't want it to be a general interest podcast, right? There are so many general interest podcasts out there, whether it's big ones like Joe Rogan and Modern Wisdom and the Diary of a CEO, or whether it's smaller ones like literally every podcast ever. It seems like right now there is an absolute abundance of general interest podcasts. And most of those podcasts are going after the same small collective of guests, people who we know will be good guests. But then when you zoom out, to speak to the point I said a minute ago, when you ask, okay, let's imagine I did this kind of picking any guest that I thought was interesting thing for another few years. Because when I say any guest, I think is interesting. I've said before to people, my measure of who would I have on this podcast as a guest is, could I sit with this person for an hour on a train, start a conversation and find that conversation engaging, find that conversation interesting and feel as if I have lessons to learn from that person. And from that perspective, the answer for every single guest I've had is yes, absolutely. Right. Whether it's Ben Pearson, the police officer, whether it's Ben West, the campaigner preventing suicide, whether it's uh, Carol Walker a couple of weeks ago talking about political journalism, whether it's Luke Burgess talking about mimetic desire, I find these people incredibly interesting. And I hope that from some of the episodes you've listened to, you too find them interesting. But like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm zooming out and I'm asking, this sounds like a crisis, doesn't it? Um, I promise this is going somewhere. Uh, I'm zooming out and I'm asking, where does that take me, right? And I think in a world where so many people are producing the same content uh, and people with general interest podcasts are being a messenger for other people's ideas, you know, I very rarely on the non-guest episodes let you know my thoughts on things. I very rarely add that much to the conversation other than being a facilitator and hopefully asking half-decent questions. Now, I'm fortunate in the sense I've seen the other side, right? I have the other 90 or so episodes, i.e. this style episode here. So I know the benefits of being able to throw thoughts out into the world, whether they're fully formed or not, and then see what comes back. And I personally get huge value from that. And it is episodes like this around the topics that I find most interesting, around the things that I believe most truly, that get the best response, that create the most meaningful conversations, that occasionally spark crazy DMs that I get from people who I don't even know exist, who are telling me that, you know, a podcast episode or the podcast collective has caused them to take some sort of positive action. Um, I got a message a couple of weeks ago. I will not in any way go into detail on it because that's not fair, but somebody messaged me an incredibly long message, which was amazingly candid um, and revolved in some ways around this podcast. A person who, frankly, I didn't know existed, right? Because they had never messaged before. They were one of these silent listeners. It's it's speaking around the topics that I find most personally beneficial, the things that I live by. They're the most valuable episodes, in my opinion. And so I want to extend that, that small bucket of things which I could be a subject matter expert in, in a few years time. This is the, the phrase that David threw at me. And I was saying, that's exactly what I'm trying to say, to be a subject matter expert, right? When you look at the two examples we used during the conversation, when you look at 
Ali Abdul, right? You know what you're getting. He's going to talk about productivity or he's going to talk about entrepreneurship or he's going to talk about the creator economy. They're his things. When you look at Logan Urey, she's going to talk about behavioral science or she's going to talk about dating and relationships, right? These people who have the highest leverage in the world, right? I'm not, I don't mean literally in the world, but like it is the highest leverage skill possible to be able to have a set of ideas and then communicate them in such a way that has breakthrough, right? And it is, it's my belief that podcasters with general interest podcasts, as great as they are, right? We all listen to them. I listen to them. I just think that that's from a longer term perspective, that's the wrong direction to eventually go in because where does it lead you? Where does it lead you? Because there are loads of general interest podcasters who you probably know the name of and you've definitely listened to their shows and you know lots about their guests. But if you were to listen just one, to just one or two or three of their episodes, what do you know about them? What leverage are they building? What value are they adding? And that's not to say they're not doing incredible things and building really meaningful projects. But again, when you zoom out and take that bigger picture of where do I want this to take me, right? It's not a podcast for a podcast sake. It's a podcast that is part of a bigger puzzle called life, right? And that's things like TikToks, right? I started producing TikToks recently and that was an interesting new challenge to try and condense down ideas into 60 seconds or tweets or newsletters on the email group, which is coming back this year, I promise. Um, or talks, the talks I give, like it, it's all connected. Or even one day is a book I want to write. Like it's, it's very difficult to write a book of your really solid, tested, out there ideas. And when I say out there, I don't mean crazy and strange. I mean, ideas that are kind of out in the ether and can be stress tested by other people. It's really hard to do that if you're not focusing in, right? Like it's great that I had someone from Police Interceptors on the podcast. It's great that I had a political journalist on the podcast. But when I look at those kind of outlier episodes, and actually Marcel pulled me up on this uh, when we were talking a few weeks back about particular episodes, they kind of sit outside of the areas that I focus in on. Um, all of these things together, essentially what I'm trying to say is that I want to focus in with my content really intentionally in three areas. And they're the three areas that I think I can give the most value in. And they're also the three areas that I think I get the most value from. They are the areas that if you were to look at my YouTube recommends page, it's the content I'm consuming. If you were to look at the bookshelves out there or my bookshelf at home, it's the books that I've been reading for the last 10-ish years, right? This is the stuff that I go really deep on, that I think that I'm building a good understanding in and that 132 episodes into having this medium here, I think I'm getting better at communicating. Now, these are broad buckets. I will get into what they are in a minute. Sorry for the suspense. These are broad buckets, right? It's not like I'm going to become a podcast about trout, right? Or about trains. Like they're really specific things. These are broad areas, right? The free areas, that I want my content generally, including the guest episodes of this podcast to focus on. Like I say, these episodes are staying the same, are productivity, getting more done with your time, right? Self-improvement. So that is these kind of weird tests that I do and these ways of just seeing how you can feel better, do more, all of this stuff, right? That's things like sleep, that's health, that's mindset, that's uh, insert other thing here. So that's quite broad. And then the third, and I think this one is equally as important though, sounds a bit left field is happiness. I've had this conversation a lot recently. I was speaking, like I told you a few weeks ago to Patrick Pinto. And I said to him at the time, I said, increasingly, 
as I get older, and I'm not pretending I'm some middle-aged man, but as I get older, I found myself focusing more on questions like, how can I be happy? How would this person in this situation be happy? What could they do to be happy, right? It's not, how can I make the most money? It's not, how can I get the clout? It's not, how can I, it's just, how can I be happy? And so they're the three subject areas that I want to focus my guests around, because I think that casting the net wide is fine and it's interesting and it's great. And by the way, if that's what you're here for, and if those three subjects that I just said aren't of interest, like I mean this in the most genuine way, I, I, I'm not in any way offended if you're like, yeah, okay, that, that podcast was cool when it was doing that thing. But for now, that doesn't sound like it's for me because that's fine, right? There are many, many podcasts out there. There are many, many YouTube channels out there. And if, if what I want to focus in on isn't right for you, that's completely fine. But they're the three things that I think correct me if I'm wrong, but they're the three things I think I speak about most often on here, right? How to get more done with your time, live a more meaningful life, how to uh, improve yourself in such a way that you feel that you're actually getting the most out of life and being your best. And then how to be happy as a result of all of that, right? Where is all of that leading you? So they're the three things that I want to base my guests around. And you'll probably notice online that they're the three things. And when it comes to my content more generally, I'm going to try and lean into more because yeah, there was a mini crisis moment a few weeks ago of this podcast where even from silly things like the, I'm using a different camera right now. Um, I have no idea what my main webcam is. I was playing with it a few days ago and it's just gone somewhere. Um, but even silly things, right? Like I couldn't get this camera to sync up with Riverside and the audio was off. And there were just so many little, little annoyances with the podcast. And it, it was frustrating at the time because I wasn't ready to throw the towel in, don't get me wrong, but I was just not content with it. And at this point, to be honest, I don't think it's a hundred percent where it could be, right? This is always going to be a process of improvement, but this decision here to focus in and to have conversations, not just with people who I find interesting, which is fantastic, but people who are subject matter experts in this, um, fairly enclosed group of ideas just helps everything grow together, right? Because it means that the conversations that you'll hear every other week will be slightly more related to each other than they currently are. And that means that you as a listener get to pull on the ideas that you hear and connect them together into these kind of neural pathways of your own ideas more coherently, because I keep using these two examples just because they are so opposite ends of the spectrum. Like there were lots of lessons to take from Carol Walker. There were lots of lessons to take from Ben Pearson, but it's very rare that you'll hear a police interceptor speaking about PTSD who has something to relate with um, a political journalist speaking about political party spin, right? Both interesting things, not really related. Um, I had some notes of how I was going to explain this and I have not referenced them once. So I'm just going to have a look whilst I'm reading this. Um, yeah, I think that's it, to be honest. I'm, I'm, looking through, I'm looking through these notes and it's all just everything I've said, right? I, I don't think it's worth dwelling on this point for too much longer. But I think if I zoom back out, the summary is this. I love this podcast. I love producing the content that I produce. Um, I mean it genuinely when I say that if nobody listened, I would still do it. I always do get more value from this uh, than I ever put into it. And yet, I think that 132 episodes in, almost three years of my life, completely documented in this medium, um, th there have been tides, right? The first tide was the first maybe, I don't know, 20 episodes before the pandemic where I was just fumbling my way through scripted podcast episodes, trying to like generate content. And then there was the next 
I don't know, 30 episodes during the lockdowns where I was just talking about life. And it was this weird moment in my 20s where we're living through a lockdown and that was crazy. Um, And then we moved into the guest territory and there was like the first trial run of the guest conversations with people like Andrew Tindall and Tom Harwood. Uh, And then there was the second guest trial run. I say trial run, what we're in right now, like properly going at it with guests frequently every other week. Um, And then I've done things like added in video and tried to improve the YouTube and the sound quality and invested literally a grand and a half in the last couple of years in equipment. And so I think that the next logical step as this podcast matures is to just be more intentional with what I want it to be, right? I've been building this thing. um, By the way, I don't think this is a bad thing what I'm about to say, but I've been building this thing completely unintentionally for 132 weeks in a row, right? And so that means that naturally there are going to be little bits that I'm unhappy with. There are going to be kind of course corrections that I need to make along the way. And look, I could be sat here a year from now and saying that I need to do another absolutely massive course correction. I don't think that this is a massive one, but you get the point, right? So with all that said, um, that is going to be the direction of the podcast. I said I would answer three questions uh, on Instagram just now. <laughs> Patrick Pinto. I I didn't expect to read these and they'd be funny. Patrick Pinto, to do the first question, said, how do I go from five foot seven to six foot in 30 days? Brilliant. Great. Um, If you're five foot seven, you are a tall looking five foot seven. Crazy. Um, You know what, actually, I'm just going to pick one proper question because this stood out to me when it came in. There's only like seven here, but I'm going to pick one. And it is actually aptly from David, right? And I think it links quite nicely to what we've spoken about. So I'm just going to answer this one question and then we'll wrap things up. So David said, what regret could you have in your 20s that you could not live with in your 30s? And that's interesting because I am 27 in probably about 150 days. I'm going to Google it whilst we do this. Hold on. Days until 11th of December. Absolutely professional episode this week. So I am 27 in 122 days. That means I have three years and 122 days until I'm 30. Now, I appreciate that your 30s don't end when you turn 30, right? I appreciate that that's going to be an entire decade of my life. And it'll probably be full of all of these new and exciting and novel experiences, like starting a family, like maybe traveling, like maybe exiting a business or growing this to be big or any of these things, right? It's a long time away. I don't know. And also a decade is an incredibly long time. But with all of those caveats said, I do think that ideologically, there is something quite important about doing with your 20s what you feel you need to do, right? This is why I speak so often about people getting caught up and settling too early and just kind of being comfortable at a time in life when, in my opinion at least, you shouldn't be comfortable, right? I'll be honest, my life right now, in a lot of ways, is not fucking comfortable. I am really trying hard on a lot of things, right? This podcast, like, it takes up so many hours. I don't need to do it, right? My life would be fairly similar if I didn't do it. Running a business, that's a hell of a lot of hard work, especially in an economy like this. I don't really need to do that, if that makes sense. Like I could just get a job. I don't need to do it. Um, any of the things that I do in my 20s currently are all trying to answer this question of uh, actually almost exactly as David puts it, right? Like, what can you do right now? Like, what can I do? Because maybe in my 30s, definitely in my 40s, if I have a family, the question will be, what could I have done? Like I'm in the present tense. I'm in that moment. I'm in that kind of 10 year period that people in their 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s look back on 
And they say, man, I wish I did that. And again, that's not me pretending that I had this belief that life ends at 30. But like I say, ideologically, symbolically, I think the 20s are incredibly important. Now, I think I've done a fair amount with my 20s so far. However, the fact that, for example, this podcast has been going for almost three years is just a scary reminder of how quickly time moves, right? When you kind of zoom out even ever so slightly, you realize that months and years absolutely fly by. We're in the middle of August. We're in the middle of August. That's crazy. That means it's almost another year gone before we know it. And this is apt because we're working with lots of clients on Christmas stuff right now. But before we know it, it will be Christmas and then it will be next year and then it will be August next year and then it will be next Christmas, right? Time is moving incredibly quickly. And so with the three years I have left of my 20s, I think that the only thing I can ask of myself, the only thing that 32-year-old me, 39-year-old me would dis- would be disappointed in if I didn't do is try, right? I don't think that I have a particular regret in one direction or another. There are things that I could probably be doing better, right? I could probably spend more time with my mum, for example. I'm always busy. I was phone in 10 p.m. at night. Like There are things that I can, through self-awareness, admit that I could and should be doing better. However, more generally, I think that all I can do in my 20s, and maybe that's what this podcast project is in a way, right? This this documentary style of me thinking out loud is me just holding myself accountable to try and do my best. And there are times when it goes really well, and there are times when it doesn't. There are times where I think I am doing my best, and there are times when I'm not, and it kind of ebbs and flows between all the different areas of life. Like, for example, if you ask me, am I trying really hard to grow the business right now? The answer would be yes, absolutely. I'm trying my best. If you were to ask me to speak to the point I made a few weeks ago, am I focusing on my health and fitness as much as I can be? Am I routinely going to the gym and exercising and looking after my body and my health? The answer is absolutely not, like not at all. And so, so long as on balance over this span of 10 or so years, I'll probably include maybe 24 onwards because before then I was just kind of different. Um, 24 to 30, those six years, did I really give it my all? Am I really giving it my all? Because I'm kind of halfway through that period now. And the answer is probably yes, 70%. No, 30%. Can I make that better? Yes. Will there be imperfections? Yes. But so long as I feel that I've just done my best in my 20s or my 30s or my 70s, whatever the fuck that means when I'm 70, like that's the only measure, in my opinion, of whether or not you can have a regret. If you intentionally choose to hold yourself back through fear, or if you have an opportunity and you decide not to go and get it because of, I don't know, laziness, I think it's only those kind of things that you can really hold up and say, yeah, that's a regret. Anything else is just life, right? I I really don't know what my life will be like in a year, like at all, in, in any sense. There's, there's almost no area of my life that I can point to a year from now and be like, yeah, that's where my life's going to be. So I don't currently have the regrets. I can't predict the future and say that there will be a regret, but no matter what happens in these three years, 122 days, as long as I'm trying, I genuinely think I'll be happy. Um, thank you to everyone who did ask a question. Sorry that I didn't answer them. I feel like I rambled very long on the content piece and then kind of lost the the wind from my sails. Um, but thank you very much. Uh, on a more positive note, this time next week, you'll hear my conversation with Tiago Forte, which by the way, is a perfect example of the kind of guests I'm going after now, right? 
productivity? Absolutely. Do we speak about happiness a little bit? Absolutely. Do we talk about self-development? Absolutely. Perfect guest. And also you remember a few weeks ago, I said perhaps my favorite guest of the podcast so far. So you're going to hear that next week. I am recording tomorrow with Natasha Tarrant, the author of The Payoff. That one was delayed for a few weeks, but we're back on tomorrow. And I think that's it. So thank you as always for listening. Thank you for sticking through this one. It's been a bit of a different episode. And I'll see you back here this time next week for episode number 133 of Life and Lessons. See you then. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.